0: Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, a bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy-ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? <laughs> or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Oh my god, it's episode 101. <laughs> okay, so my voice is still shit and it made that joke like even worse, but hi. Hello, hello and welcome back to I'm sorry with the podcast, episode 101. I promise I'm not going to do that every every episode, but it was It was funny in my mind, and that's all that matters. Um, Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm sweating my fucking ass off. Here's the thing. We are manifesting that either I'm getting rich this year or I am meeting a rich man. At this point, I don't really have a preference on which side of the table we go to. Because honestly, like, I am so fucking hot and not in some fun, sexy way. I'm talking a sweat my ass off gonna die way and here's the thing it's like when I was moving into this apartment I was like oh no AC no prob bitch since when like why was that not a prob for you I was so fucking excited to like move to Campbell and like be closer to Scotland like a fucking idiot. And I was like, this is going to be great. I can't wait to get out on my parents house, which is true. But, you know, I was like, I've got a boyfriend and he can never visit me. And I'm going to like move to this apartment. That's so cute. And we did love it. Like Jenna and I viewed it and we loved it. But the fucking no air conditioning thing, because I was like, oh, I'll just get a fan. It's like, that's not the same. That's not the same. And I lived in Sonoma County for years and we never had AC. And I don't remember how I survived, but right now I, I, I just want to die. And I know this is first world problems and I know I'm privileged and like, it's shitty. I'm so hot. My body does not handle heat very well. Like I'm such a little fucking bitch. I I just, I don't even know. Like I grew up in Livermore where it's like a hundred degrees every five seconds. You think that would have like built me up or something, but it didn't. It tore me the fuck down and I cannot be hot. I hate it. And also, I just did one of the most neurotic things I think I've ever done. Well, maybe not ever. Let's like relax on that one. But I was wearing a light colored shirt because I was like, it's so hot. I couldn't even wear it. I was in a black shirt and it was so hot in my own apartment that I was like, I got to get out of this black shirt. So I put on a yellow shirt, but it was so wrinkly in this video that I was like, what if I want to post one of these clips? I look like a psycho. So I put on a red shirt, which is like a little it's not as it's not black, but like it wasn't as nice and light as the yellow one, but we'll live. Anyways, this is torture. I hate being hot. People are always like, oh, the winter, the rain. It's like, no rain on me, tsunami, hands up to the sky. I don't remember the words of that song. Lady Gaga rain on me. But anyways, like I would rather be rained on than sit in the heat. And I know that's I know that's bullshit. And I, I think about it all the time because obviously I'm crazy. I think about w- my wedding constantly. But it's like I am who I am and I'm not ashamed. And I constantly think about what I'm going to do because I'm going to be hot in every season. But I obviously don't want it to rain for my wedding either. Like, I know I'm a fall girl and I'm going to get married in the fall for sure. But like, it needs to be a little bit chilly. Or I'm going to need one of those like neck fans because honestly, like there's not been a wedding that I haven't been sweating my ass off in. Erin's, I feel like I wasn't sweating too bad. But then the second I went to go bustle her dress, I was sweating my fucking ass off. And I was like, oh, my God, what? my whole face is she she paid a lot of money for my face to look that good. I sweated it all off. I mean, I still look good. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? But I was like the sweat. So, yeah, this is one of those things I think about all the time. I also think about how like. You know, I knew I was never going to find somebody in high school like I knew I was never destined for like the high school sweetheart life. And that is because at every high school dance, I sweated so bad. And I was like, there's no way some high school boy is going to be like, yep, that's the one like no fucking way. So it's like one of those things where I would love for guys to come to weddings with me. But I also have this fear. I'm like, you're going to know you're going to find out how sweaty I am. Like nothing makes you sweat more than a dance floor. And I and I don't quit. It's like, I don't care that I'm studying my ass off. I'm dancing and it, it is what it is. I just hope that people are drunk enough not to notice. But, you know, it's hard. Um, speaking of, men, <laughs> by the way, I still have like allergies. So I sound better, thank God but i have like a subtle little rolling cough and my voice kind of gives out every five seconds like it just was so funny that that happened for my 100th but it really turned on the theme of the episode you know the little persevering thing which is funny because you know my dad back in the day i told my dad i wanted to be a motivational speaker and he's like yeah you have to have a story and i was like you don't think i have a fucking story like how do i not have a story you know i was like i sick at a young age it's like everybody's favorite pity story like how do I not have a story he's like no you need a story so then he listened to the episode and he's like so I'm getting all excited because he's on the phone he's like you know what you know like I was listening to the podcast and you really got into your motivational moment I was like oh yeah she's got this and I was like oh my god this is the time he's finally gonna validate me and be like you can do it you can be a motivational speaker and he's like but now you need a success bitch what He goes, yeah. Now you need a success, like the podcast has to really like take off or whatever. You have to like hit your goals or something, because it's like you got a good story, but it's it needs like a successful ending. I was like, oh, me being alive wasn't the success. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. So me persevering was not enough. Hundred episodes was not enough for dear old dad. No, I need a fucking accomplishment. So, anyways, if you haven't shared this podcast yet. or giving me a sympathy, download or subscribe for the love of God. So my dad thinks I have a fucking success. Please send help. I'm just kidding. I know he believes me. I know he knows I'm successful, but like anyways. And okay, I tried to make this transition earlier, but I make it now. Uh, Speaking of my dad having opinions on my life. So I called him on Father's Day. I was going to solo brunch. So if you don't follow me on the gram, um, you should at Ashley Sleek. Ashley with two E's. Um, Anyways, I um, I've been going to solo brunch Because basically, here's the thing So when I was in Oregon It didn't go well, obviously As you heard in the last episode And a big part of that was also that I got really depressed And it was hard for me to like Get out of bed and go do things And you know, a lot of that was I lived alone, so there wasn't anyone Kind of motivating me, or I wasn't really having Human interaction other than work So, you know, it was tough so, anyways, I was like, okay, when I move, I was challenging myself. I was like, if I go move and live on myself, I have to do things by myself, right? And I kind of always knew, like, I knew I was gonna have Scotland. I was super excited about that, but due to the fact that he had a very busy schedule, I was like, I can't rely on him. And I have friends out here, but I was like, I still want to make sure that if you know people can't hang out, I'm not gonna like crawl into a hole. You know, I wanted to be like, whatever. So I challenged myself to like. Do, go places alone Which I think I've already talked about But whatever You're hearing the story again It's the I'm sorry what podcast Queen of concussions here You're going to hear stories twice So anyways uh, I <laughs> I was going to solo brunch But it just so happened to be on Father's Day And I was like oh shit Like it, I was like So I call my dad I'm like do you think dad's brunch Like is that a thing Am I going to run into You know a bunch of families and stuff A bunch of daddies And he was like I can't remember exactly what he said But basically he put my ass on blast and was like, oh, maybe you will find, you know, a guy out there at brunch or at the farmer's market like you did it once before. Basically calling me out on going on a daddy hunt on Father's Day, like called my ass out for dating a dad like it was my type now. Like I purposely was going to solo brunch alone. And honestly, the worst part is that I didn't think of it myself. I did happen to get dressed this round, but it was just because I was like, all right, I can't walk there because it's too hot. You know how I am referred to the first four minutes of this podcast. I'm a little bitch. And I was like, oh, I'll just like look cute this time ish. And, you know, because I'll probably end up sitting at the bar, which is like, you know, you're right in the bartender's face. You got to look good. So anyways, um, my dad had a better idea of me going on a daddy hunt. uh, And I didn't even I wasn't even there. I wasn't even there with him. And, you know, I I honest to God don't know. People have asked me several times, like, would you date another guy with kids? And I was like, I don't I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I'm still like figuring out the whole like not being sad thing, you know, so like all the pieces haven't quite connected and I haven't figured that out because I don't know. It just it made sense with Scotland. It wasn't like this big. I don't know. It wasn't this like thing. I don't know. It was a thing I had to think about, but it, it just if the the yes came so naturally to me because I don't know, I just felt it with him. But anyways, can we get a break from the sappy shit and just go back to the fact that I should have been on a daddy hunt and looked way better on Father's Day and I had a miss. So basically, if I'm single again next Father's Day, which like, God bless, I hope I'm not. But like, honestly, I probably still will be. Um, I'm going out on the daddy hunt. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, I know people like shop for dates at weird times. The Father's Day wasn't what I was thinking. So um, thank you, Dad, for calling me out like that. And look, maybe that's not what he meant, but I couldn't help but take it that way. And I was like, well, I did date a dad before, so I guess so. Um, (laughs) It's so crazy. It's speaking of like wanting a man. Today I was doing the dishes, which I hate. There are two chores. That's not true. There's like a bunch of chores I hate. But I feel like there's two that you do all the time that I hate, which is taking out the trash and doing the dishes. And I feel like, you know, I used to leave when Jimmy and I lived together, lived, quote unquote, LOL. Please feel free to laugh at that. When Jimmy and I, when Jimmy was sponsoring me to pay for an apartment for the two of us, I shit you not, I would like leave trash bags in the kitchen just waiting for him to come home and take them out. And I know that sounds fucking disgusting. And I'm like... OK, judge me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I hate taking out the trash. And now I live on the second floor, which, yes, it's a, it's one flight of stairs. It's probably only 10 stairs. But still, it's a lot. So I hate I absolutely hate taking out the trash. But I also have learned that I don't like doing the dishes. And that's also because this apartment that came with no AC also came with no motherfucking dishwasher and no motherfucking laundry. And, yeah, I still pay over $1,900 for this place. And that's on Living in California, baby girl. So, like, here we go. So, anyways, I was doing the dishes today thinking about how much I hated it. And in addition to finding a man to help pay my rent, I would also have liked to find a man so I could get back into that whole, like, I cook you clean routine. Like, my parents have it. And I love it. And on the, like, rare occasion, you know, like, the once a month that Jimmy actually stopped by our apartment that he paid for, um that he's subsidizing uh he if i cooked he would clean and i loved it with scotland i was so fucking in love with that guy that i cooked and cleaned and i like hate that for me i mean i love that i was in love like that but like looking back on it i'm like you fucking bitch and it's not like he made me do it it's just that like i would just see the dishes and i would just start cleaning them like i wish i gave that many fucks about myself Like when I see the dishes in my own fucking kitchen that I'll clean them. And I guess that's the whole point, right? Like that's the whole deal when they are like, date yourself and like fall in love with you. It's like, yeah, it's so that way you do your own fucking dishes. And I'm so glad I came full circle on this, but I'm not enjoying it. So anyways, um, (laughs) I'm looking for a man to help pay my rent and do my dishes and take out the trash. I don't feel like that's a lot to ask considering what you get back, someone who sweats a lot and talks a lot and thinks she's hilarious. But honestly, like, there are good qualities, you know? I'm super fun. You know? I It's never a dull moment, I would say. Like, even when I'm, like, sick and dying on the couch, I feel like some good one-liners still come zinging out. Anyways, this isn't my, like, public dating profile here, so I don't feel like I need to sell you on dating me. And then again, last episode, I did spend time selling you on listening to me on the podcast, so I guess it is what it is. <laughs> um, so... I I was really excited about the 100th episode and I just wanted to say thank you to the people who reached out. That was so extremely special to me, especially because, you know, I really went back and forth about kind of telling those stories and being that vulnerable. And it's, you know, it is scary, even though I sit here and like tell you all about the time like I had to hold in my poops at my boyfriend's house. You know what I mean? But like something about telling your life story, you know, it's a different level of vulnerability. So for those of you who reached out to me, I just really, really appreciated it. And I appreciate everybody who listened. It was so special uh, for me to get to do. And I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm really excited for it to grow and me to have a success so then I can be a public speaker, you know, because that's what we need. Uh, (laughs) And it was fun. It was it was really fun to do. And um, thank you so much for listening. And I just really, really appreciate all of you. So, yeah, anyways, about my solo brunch endeavor, it was really uh, it was really fun. Just skipping right off that, you know, it was really fun. I actually brought my uh, iPad and I started writing a book. So I've been talking about I've like been outlining a book for quite some time now. And so I wrote my very first chapter and it was really fun because basically, you know, the guy. So I went I did sit at the bar and, you know, I went to the Water Tower Kitchen historically the place i took mr gorgeous but it has now become one of my favorite spots so jenna and i went i went with my friends kristen and allen the other day and so i was like oh i'm gonna go to brunch and once i realized it's father's day i was like i don't want to go somewhere risky that i don't know like i want to go somewhere where i know it has a bar that i can sit at like you know so i don't take a table away from a family i'm not like selfish you know so anyways Um, I went there and I asked the guy, it was 10 a.m. And I was like, I love the watermelon margaritas here. I'm like, do you think 10 a.m. is too early for a mark? And he was like, absolutely not. I said, let's do it. So I wrote one tequila filled chapter and I think it's going to slay. So I I don't know if you're like supposed to tell what you're like writing about or like if you if that's a trouble. But basically, I'll just give you the outline. Um, It's kind of a book about it's not like an advice book, but it's a book about dating. And it kind of outlines like my journey in dating and how I kind of wish things would have turned out and then how they actually turned out. So I don't know. I think it should be really interesting. I think it's going to be really cathartic. Yeah, we got big, big, big word problems over here. I think it's going to be really great. And I'm telling you all on the podcast, so it holds me accountable to actually like do it. But I think it's going to be super fun and I'm excited and then hopefully the book will be a success and that will finally make my dad proud of me. And I'm just kidding. (laughs) The theme of this podcast today is just to um, bully my dad, I guess. So anyways, uh, it was really fun and, you know, it gave me bad bitch energy. One of the things about breakups I love and I know I've talked about this is like that roller coaster of emotions. And every once in a while you get a spurt of like. I'm the best you know what I mean like you get this rando confidence boost and I don't know like where it comes from but suddenly you're like you know what I got this shit like I can do this I can do me I don't need no man like you know whatever or like it was his last not mine I I love that shit you know what I mean and so I got like a random spurt of that when I was like writing my book and at solo brunch so maybe pushing yourself to do things that you're not comfortable with is what really brings out that bad bitch energy so I just thought I would share that in case you needed it I mean obviously I go back and forth because then I was like yeah, he he was so lucky. And then I was like, yeah, he was so lucky. Why wouldn't he stay with me? It's like, bitch, just stay. Stay in one lane. Like, just be take the win, OK? Like, take the win, you know? Uh, <laughs> so anyways, it was it was really fun. And um, I really loved it. I really did. Uh, also, here's the thing. I need to tell you guys about a little follow up from the Mexico robbery situation. Because I feel like I'm ready to put Airbnb on blast because I'm getting the motherfucking runaround right now. So basically, you know, obviously, if you missed it, we were robbed during um, Aaron's bachelorette party. It was still a very fucking fun bachelorette party. Also, no, no group of girls I would have rather gotten robbed with. They were bad bitches till the end. And anyways, so this whole time I've been trying to get the money back, you know, and so Airbnb was like, we, we're not going to handle this over the phone. We have to a- handle this through like email. Right. So then like we're handling it through email, handling it in air quotes. Basically, the first girl's like, yeah, we're going to give you a full refund. And I was like, sick, that's awesome. And I was like, but what about the hotel? She's like, I got to transfer you to someone else for the hotel, but I'm going to help you with this. And then she's like, and I said, cool, like, is there any way I can switch the card? Because I did it on my credit card, you know, so it'd be easier to, for me to pay everybody back if it's on debit. And she's like. I don't know. I don't think so. She's like, we got to charge the car back that you paid for. I was like, hey, whatever. I was like, that was a long shot, but it's fine. So then she sends me an email and she's like, oh, sorry, there's an error in our system. So like, it's going to take a couple days for it to get to you. I'm like, OK, hey, whatever. So now I'm like dealing with this other person. And, um, you know, he's like, we're going back and forth. So they make me list out every single thing that happened, like literally a full-blown play-by-play. I attach all the hotel receipts, all the photos, like, you know, give all this information, by the way, all this information that I had already given on the phone and to the first girl. And then so they send me like a bunch of questions back. So I answer all the questions they are pretty much the same. worded differently. So then I answer those again. Then he's like, OK, I'm going to transfer you, you know, to a different department. So I'm like, OK, transfer me to a different department. All the same fucking questions asked. I'm like, OK, whatever. I'm not, I don't want to pop off at anybody because at this point I want them to help me. Right. So then they're like, OK, we're going to give you like 250 per person. And I was like, listen, 250 per person doesn't even cover the hotel stay, like not even for one night. Like the ho- there was no way we were going to get, you know, that down there. Right. So then and, and they're like, well, put in your account right now. No money. Haven't seen no money. So I'm like, OK, Then they're like, all right, you need to set up like a card to have payouts on Airbnb. So I go through the whole thing, set the whole thing up. Nothing. So then they like sent me randomly $1000 and I was like, okay, so I write back and I was like, "Hey, there was nine of us, you know, 250 per person. I don't know where the $1000 came from. Like is that from that? Is it part of the is part of the room refund? Like I don't know." So then they're like, "We're transferring you to somebody else." And I, when I tell you, I might skipped a couple transfers. Like I've been transferred to eight different people at this point. And nobody can just tell me. And they're keeping like, well, this is the policy. And then randomly today, I got like 250 from Airbnb in the bank. And I was like, what does this mean? I'm trying to pay the girls back because I also haven't like charged them for like dinner or any of that stuff because I figured like it would probably be easier for me to just like take it out of what they owed, you know? So like, but I still have all. I still have all like the dinner charges like sitting in my account. Ca- like not all of them, but I'm just saying it's on my credit card. It doesn't really bother me. But for the point of the fact that we're dragging Airbnb, I'm suffering. You know. So then it's just like this whole fucking like runaround thing. And then I finally asked them again. I like so then I'm like, okay, well I've never. I still haven't seen the money from the original payback. So then I email her and she's like, like I said. We had a glitch and it was going to take seven to 10 days. I'm like, considering that the bride's already married and is on her honeymoon, I would say it's been more than seven to, to 10 days since the incident. We have already had the wedding. The speeches have already been given. The episode of the podcast has already dropped. It's been more than seven to 10 days. I am just like so at my ends and you know I want to like carve the time out to like just try to call a number again but then like every time I call I'm on hold for a really long time and then I have a meeting and blah 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 it's just like Airbnb listen I'm a loyal customer I plan bachelorette parties once a year basically and I always go Airbnb I'm like don't make me hop to VRBO or worse a hotel which actually like now now that I've been talking to people about Airbnb, I'm like, I do see the advantages of the hotel. The main thing is that you don't have to clean up. But there's like a lot of like good parts of an Airbnb. It's private. You're all in the same house. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I just feel like it's important to me to drag Airbnb until they like get their shit together and help me because I'm fucking pissed about it. I'm so mad. So anyways, yeah, that's that's that. And it's hard because I don't want like I don't want that to derail the fact that like it was such a fun party. But I feel like these are two separate entities. You know, this is like Airbnb just being like little fucking bitches. Like I felt bad because I thought at least I'd go to the wedding and be able to tell all the girls like, here's the update. And God bless them for not asking me. I really appreciated that. But like, I didn't have one. I didn't have one. Us collectively as the I'm sorry what people, if we just want to keep tweeting at Airbnb, like fuck you until they give us our full till the money hits the bank for the whole deal you know what i mean i was hoping not to publicly drag them like this but you know what Shit happens speaking of i don't know how to transition into this getting my life together a little bit so the last time i saw Low brunch so i did it last sunday as well and i decided because actually this was advice given to me by aaron who um a lovely bride you've heard about her on the podcast we just did her batch just did her wedding blah blah blah. but when I was talking to her about the breakup and like how kind of stuck I was feeling blah blah and I was like I don't know I just like don't even feel like myself and she's like I think it's important for you to write down the qualities of the person that you want to be and like follow that and like kind of have a reset And she gave me this advice a while ago, but I've been too tired to do it. But I was like, when I was sitting at solo brunch, I was I I was like, I should do this exercise. So what I decided to do was write down the qualities of the person that I wanted to be. And then I had things I wanted to accomplish this week, this month, this year. And I have to tell you, that was some good fucking shit right there. I was like, I should be chart. I should be paying her for that good advice. So basically, I wrote down. Like these things. I mean, you know what? I'll I'll share some with you. I'll share some. So I wrote qualities of the person that I want to be: a good friend, passionate about my work, understanding of other situations, patient with the changes in the world, reliable for my friends and family, caring for myself and those around me, and healthy, taking care of my own mind, body, and spirit, and a good partner whenever the time comes you know but I really like liked this and then especially kind of going through things I wanted to accomplish not just because I have a habit of just like making a to-do list and it's really fucking long and I stress myself out but breaking it up by like week, month, year. And then I put my daily list for like that day on like a completely separate notepad. So I was like, this isn't like what I want to accomplish this week is not like grocery shopping. You know what I mean? I mean, those are things, but I meant like little goals, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and fucking tell you all that I crossed all six things off my list of what I wanted to accomplish, but I crossed off three and I got to do that like on Sunday at my next solo brunch. So it's kind of like this good little vibe that I'm going, so I thought I would just share it with you all because you know sometimes you need it too. Sometimes we all all need a little push in the right direction. I seriously don't understand how it's getting darker outside and the temperature is not dropping. Like what the flying fuckery? What the flying fuckery? God I hate being hot. Could you imagine if I like move somewhere that was actually hot? What would I do? What would I what would I do? I feel like that's gonna happen to me. I moved to Oregon And, you know, they were like, it rains all the time. And it didn't, which I wasn't mad about. But like pretty much the whole time I was there, it didn't really rain that much. And granted, I was only there for six months. So there's that. Um, But in those six months, it really didn't didn't rain. It was a nice temperature. And I'm not sitting here being like, I hate the sun. I'm evil because I love going out. You know me. I'll drink a mimosa on the porch. Like I fuck with that shit. But when the temperature just gets a little too hot. I was using my um I did put my cooling blanket I don't know if you saw on my Instagram but I got this new cooling blanket and I am obsessed with it it's from Everlasting Comfort which you can follow this is not a commercial but you can follow them at Everlasting underscore comfort and basically they had a cooling blanket and so they sent me one and I it was like cooling on its own but I've been putting it in the freezer oh I did it right before the podcast, but honestly, my body heat was like no match. But like uh, it, it does. Like when I go to bed now, I plop the blanket in the freezer for like an hour, and then I sleep in it, and it feels so fucking amazing. Like for reals, for reals. Uh, okay, before I get into you know commercial break and second half of the podcast. I did want to say that I watched the season finale of the Kardashians and I'm sad it's over. I haven't watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians maybe since like season two, honestly. But I am deep in the Kardashians period. I am so obsessed. Tristan Thompson is such a piece of shit. It was so interesting to hear about how Khloe wanted to leave him. And like she was met with resistance because the media's portrayal of hers is that she's like this idiot who keeps going back to the same guy who keeps cheating on her. Right. And, you know, they make really good points about, well, you've got like a kid with somebody also like I don't think we should downplay how hard it is to leave somebody in general. Like in general, especially when you've had a relationship with them for a long time. That's not an easy Move to make. But it's just like super interesting that, you know, the narrative was, oh, Chloe's an idiot. Like she's going back to him. She got, like, she gets what she deserved, which, like, listen, I didn't like that she kept going back to him, but, like, I never was one of those she got what she deserved people because, like, fuck that. Like, nobody deserves to get cheated on. I just felt so bad for her. It was so painful to watch. I mean, I did like the part where Kim was like about to threaten everybody. And she was like, not going to do that. She's like, I'm a lawyer now. I can know I can get in trouble for that. But, you know, I really hope that in this next season, because like this season to me was very much like the rebirth of Kim Kardashian with a little dash of Courtney. You know what I mean? But it's really like this rebirth of like her life after Kanye. And I like that we got a little bit of like tidbits into it. And it's like we all knew that she was being mad manipulated and like was in this horrible relationship. It's Kanye fucking West. Like you got to be goddamn blind if you think that this was some happy relationship. You know what I mean? And I in the beginning I was like, oh my god, he's already always loved her. Blah blah. No, there was. So, and then uh, as you watch the science. anyways, anyways, I'm kind of hoping that next season we kind of see that come from Chloe and we see her like regain herself and feel good and like you know really transform like we always talk about here about breakups you know they're a transformation and i hope that we get to see chloe's just get stronger and you know beat some ass because it is really shitty i mean I i almost think it's worse when you like stay with somebody and then they say they're gonna change and they don't it's like double betrayal you know there are people who like actually go to therapy and it works and everything like that but it's like There's others that don't and then that's just fucking double betrayal and it's so shitty. So really sending out the I'm sorry what positive manifestation for one Miss Khloe Kardashian and yeah. Hi friends. I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life. It is also very helpful for going back into the office so listen to this i started with the very cute like cheetah print satin pillowcase that i'm obsessed with it sets the tone for my new bedroom i'm in love and honestly it really does make my skin and hair feel better and i'm not just shitting you on that and then when i was working from home listen i would do this thing where i would take a shower and then i would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie and then like when i felt like getting out of my pajamas and i had to have a meeting i would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically and then now i've got like the little ice roller thing because now i have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work so i need to wake my ass up and the ice roller just does just that and it's So amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more. And you can get 15% off with promo code AshleySleek15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15. And you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. OK, bye. OK, so I know I made the hairdresser story sound super juicy. And here's the thing. Um, it is and it isn't. It's one of those like, oh, like, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. So anyways, basically, if you're new here, two episodes ago, pre 100 episode 99 got so rudely cut off. And basically, I was telling the story about how I saw how I went to a new hairdresser. So I'm just going to like kind of go back through it because I feel like, I don't know, I would need the refresher. That was two episodes ago. But basically, as we know, my sister normally does my hair and she had a baby, which is very exciting. But I had Aaron's wedding coming up and I was like, shit, I can't have like three-toned hair not for this situation you know these photos are going to be in my life forever you know if I'm going to be up in the walls of the vocal home you know framed like I'm just assuming that yes there's going to be framed photos of Ben and Aaron but I also just assume that there might be one solo of me maybe maybe me and Aaron but like I don't know. It could just be me. I have a framed photo of the two of them in my house. I feel like it's only fair. Anyways, all this is to say that I need to get my hair done. So Jenna and I went out in Campbell, and we happened to sit next to a girl who worked at a salon. So we got her card, and basically, I called her the week of the wedding. I was like, shit, do you have any hair appointments? Like, I'm so slack, and she happened to have one Wednesday night, which was so exciting. So this is all to say that I didn't really look at, like, where the salon was i was just like a salon basically if you're in san jose at all the area i can get there you know so as i was mapping myself there i did notice it was in saratoga which is where scotland is from and well is now scotland's obviously from scotland but anyways so i was driving to my hair appointment i'm like what are the chances you know like what are the chances that this is anywhere near his his place you know it's right around the corner. So basically I had to pass by his place. And the worst part was that I kept talking about how this was like my bad bitch o'clock moment. You know, I was like, you know, I kept saying that I thought that getting your hair dyed was like the last infinity stone of a breakup. You know, like I know I made that joke a few times, but if you haven't heard it before, feel free to laugh. But basically I was like, my life's going to get so much better once I dye my hair and I'm not going to, and I'm going to be like, okay, I'm ready to get over Scotland, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then I have to drive past Scotland's house. So then I get all sad because I haven't had to see it yet. And, you know, I've taken that route. Even the route from, like, my parents' house to my place now, it's still kind of like every once in a while when I take it, I get a little bit of a... I don't know how to explain those pains. It's just kind of like your heart drops, almost like you're on a roller coaster. But it's like you can feel the break or something. I used to get them driving up to Sonoma County. And I. that's why I know I'm could probably get over it because I'm like I've done it before anyways that's not important anyways I got this little pit and then I started crying Some a little bitch so I go into the salon and I'm like basically telling her all about Scotland and you know I had nothing but nice things to say as I normally do talking about Scotland you know I was like he was this really great guy and you know, it's it's really unfortunate it didn't work out. I mean, I didn't really see it coming. I kind of thought we could get through it. But at the end of the day, like he taught me so much, which is the truth. Like I learned so much from being his girlfriend and I loved it. And, you know, I just honestly like wish him the best, whatever. And so then I felt kind of cathartic after. I feel like that is the word of the podcast right now. It's like I watched one like spelling bee or something. And the word cathartic was there. And I was like, I'm going to drop it into every second of the podcast. So anyways, um. I am I call I call Bessie the podcast Jenna on my way home and I'm kind of telling her this I'm like oh my god like what are the chances that like this place was like right next to his house it felt so weird it was so hard blah 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 and sure enough I looked out at my phone once I got home and he had texted me and I was like Jenna you're not gonna fucking believe this like you're not gonna believe who just texted me and she's like who and I'm like fucking Scotland. And she's like, no way. You know, she's like, you better not text him back. And I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I was like, I am trying so hard to get over this guy. I cannot backtrack. And also, I'm annoyed, which I think I'm allowed to be, because it's the day before I leave for Aaron's wedding. And the day before I left for her bachelorette party, I get the we can't talk anymore text, you know, and then the day before her I leave for her wedding, which listen, I'm not sitting here like, oh, my God, he he knew the dates. But a part of me is like. How did you not? You've been talking. He talked about going to this wedding before I even invited him. He knew the dates before I even had them like set. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, that wedding in Santa Barbara. Like, I'm going to go with you. And I was like, what the fuck? And to me, like this wedding was supposed to be like a big turning point for us because it was supposed to be like the first trip we took. And then we kind of talked about like that was a milestone for us. And we like talked about it. And also this was an extremely important wedding to me. This is one of my best friend's since we were 15 years old and I'm the maid of honor I have that honor and it's you know two people that I like just love so much and I've been so invested in for a long time like obviously the the wedding was most important to Ben and Aaron but I'm gonna put myself in like a third slot on that one like it was so important to me like I've been waiting for my girl to find the love of her life and she found someone so fucking perfect for her it's unbelievable and like they match and like At every turn, I'm like, yep, this is the guy. This is the one, you know, like this was a big deal to me. And to like bring someone so important into such a big part of my life, you know, he was going to be meeting people that were extremely important to me, you know, obviously like all of Aaron's friends have become very important to me, too. So I was like, you're going to meet those people, Aaron's family, like we went to the same camp together, so all camp friends were going to be there. Like, in, in general, I had had these horrible experiences with boyfriends in the past going to weddings, and he was so excited, and we would talk about it all the time, you know, that it was just, like, shitty. Like, it was really shitty that, like, it didn't work out, you know? And that's no fault to him. I know that we, I knew that he needed us to break up. Like, I get that. But it was hard for me. Like, I had to pick up the pieces and you know build myself back together and allow myself to be me and be happy and all these things and like it derails me every time that I get a text because it's not like these texts are I miss you I want to be with you let's get back together you know what I mean that's like not what they are it just feels like you know the text that he sent me it I don't really know what what it was I feel like he thinks that maybe he like like something on Instagram. I don't know, he like brought up accidentally opening Instagram and like apologizing to me for that, but like I don't I don't really know. Like I don't really know what it was, but it wasn't what I wanted to hear. It wasn't like hey, I'm sorry, I texted you. I know I said we weren't supposed to talk. Hey, I know this is a big weekend for you. You know, like the first times that he was texting me, you know, they were always like came felt like they came from this really good place. It was like uh, you know good luck with the wedding when I was officiating or you know hey I s- saw your TikTok you know it sounds like you're in a hard place just want to make sure you're okay like things like that you know and then I don't know this turned into it wasn't really anything and it was more like something that just hurt my feelings like it made me sad I'm like I really tried hard with you and this relationship and I really you know I really wanted this and it was really hard for me to not have gotten to fight for it at all like you know I think I had this conversation the other day and I'm sure I've said it here on the podcast but it's like when I was with Jimmy we fought all the time and I gave it so many chances and I could walk away from that relationship knowing that I put everything that I could into it and I tried my absolute hardest and it just didn't work out and with Scotland I that chance was never really on the table. And that's fine. That's his decision. It's his life. I support him. But it's not fair when you know somebody is in love with you and healing from a breakup, like, that was your choice. It's not really fair to put me in a situation to keep wanting you to come back and wanting you to be there. Like, I'm just trying to move on and be happy, you know? So, overall, it was... And, and, You know how hard it was for me, by the way, as a fucking basic bitch, as a basic bitch who's one of those people who likes to read into shit and believe in signs. It was so hard for me to not take the fact that I was at a salon down the street from his house and then he randomly texted me as some sort of fucking sign. You know how hard it was for me? to not believe that that was one of those like weirdo tarot card readings that I keep getting on fucking TikTok. And I was like, this is it. This is the universe. This is the universe. But it's like, listen, if he wanted to, he would. And I know that I go back and forth on that statement, but it's like if he actually wanted to get back together with me, he would. It wouldn't be some random text message about Instagram. It would be a phone call or showing up and saying, anything that I want this like you know what I mean so I had to really fucking talk myself down and I am very proud of myself I did lose a bet with my therapist though and I'm super fucking pissed about it because you know the first time when he texted me and he was like um you know said whatever like right before the bachelorette party I happened to have therapy that afternoon and so I was telling my boy Andrew I was like you know I, I I was like yeah this really hurts and it really hurt And he was like, well, I think it's time for you to, like, block him. And I was like, no, I don't think he's going to text me again. I was like, I really don't think so. And Andrew's like, yeah, I think he's going to. And I was like, no, he won't. We kind of went back and forth about this. And I kind of got a little angry with him. And I was like, no, he said he's done. I'm like, he's done. That is what it is. Like, if he says he's done, he's done. And uh, yeah, so then that same, that next day, I had therapy. And I had to be like, Andrew listen and let me tell you something you know when you get when you're in therapy for a long time they start to know you which is like the whole point but when I tell you Andrew fucking read me my rights on this one and I was like okay and he's like why why won't you block him and I was like I just don't feel like I want to. I'm like I'm not ready for that and I don't want to get to that place and he's like you're worried about what he's going to think about you if you block him and I was like yes I am but you don't have to be so loud you don't have to scream it at me yeah, I I never wanted us to be on bad terms. And so he's still not blocked. And I, you know, it is what it is. Like, I just am not there yet. And there is very much truth to what Andrew said. I decided to block him on TikTok, though, because I felt like those videos, like, on Instagram, he doesn't follow me so I don't pop up. But I felt like he kept saying my TikToks are just popping up on his page. So I was trying to, like, I don't know, not have me show up every five seconds. And even telling these stories, I get nervous because I'm like... I don't know. Is he going to, does he listen? I'm pretty sure he doesn't, but like, I don't know. I just, I do still care about what he thinks about me. And that's something I obviously have to work through. And it's a part of this like journey and process. And, you know, it's it's tough. And breakups aren't really easy, you know. But the other thing that I ended the podcast with last time, and (laughs) this isn't the I'm sorry what moment I do have when we are going to get into it. But, what I said was, you know, I think a lot of people talk about being at weddings and how it's this really like hard thing when you're single. But actually, I kind of had a flipped experience. I'm not going to sit here and tell you there weren't moments that I was lonely, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you there were moments that I wish Scotland was there. There was not like a ton, not as many as I was kind of nervous about. But, you know, there were moments where I was like, oh, my God, I feel like he would have had so much fun at this event. Or just, like, boil down to, like, you know, I kind of wish I had a partner here. But, you know, I did have the guy with the tight tie and the button-down shirt. So, you know, I was doing fine. But anyways, I was thinking about, though, how weddings kind of show you, at least in my opinion, that everything's going to work out and then it's all going to be worth it. Like, obviously, Ben and Aaron, you know, it's not like these weren't the only people that they had ever dated, you know, before. I mean, I don't know. Ben's past and I'm not going to expose Aaron's, but like, I know this wasn't the first person she ever went on a date with. Right. So like there's been heartbreaks along the way. And every time you go through a heartbreak, it feels like, why? Like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? This hurts so bad. It's so painful. But then I feel like the moment that you're at the altar and you're like looking at that person, your person, it has to make everything feel right. It has to make all of it worth it. All the heartbreak, all the stupid boys, all the fucking fuck boys, all of the, you know, you up texts, all of the, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious, you know, all the love bombing, all those things. It's like because with each person that comes into your life, you learn something else and that's going to lead you to that altar. That's going to lead you to your forever person. And, you know, marriage is so important to me. So this is like how I see it. You know, it's just that like, yes. Of course, it can feel like lonely and hard to go at all these weddings. But I think like I love weddings so much and it's always been at the core about the love, not not just the love of like that I feel to the people that I'm going to see the wedding or like the friends and family around like that makes me so happy. But the love between these two people that they chose each other against all odds and, you know, they took everything from their past that has like hurt them and they've like put it towards being with this person and choosing this person and like this is their future and like yeah I know I'm a hopeless fucking romantic sue me I'm writing a whole fucking book about it but I just mean like it I would look at it a different way instead of it being and listen you're allowed to throw yourself a pity party but instead of looking at weddings like oh my god I'm single going to another wedding again it's like this is their story and one day that's gonna be you so like drink all their alcohol and party up bitch and like have a memorable moment at that wedding like you be the secondary star of that show. You know, like obviously they're it, but it's like everybody needs a supporting character and that can be you. And then when it's your wedding, you're the couple that was at, at like that you were at their wedding, they'll come back to yours and they will serve you that energy right back. It's like I want to like serve up good energy because I want good, good energy at my wedding someday. So I'm fucking serving up. You know what I mean? But, anyways, I just wanted it to, to share, you know, because I feel like it's, as I said, it's been a, a really big roller coaster. And I know a lot of people have asked me about like being in weddings and stuff, like especially fresh after breakups and things like that. And I talk about all the time. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's like it's just so inspiring to see two people fall in love and be happy. Also, if you're feeling like a bitter bitch, too, I'm not like shitting on you, but I'm just like giving you an out from that hole. Like, don't stay there for too long. You know what I mean? That being said, let me get into my I'm sorry what moment of the week because it's a different tone. Same subject, different tone. And I don't, I don't mean the wedding subject. I mean the breakup one. I just would like to know how I can get on the lie to me train. I would like to be lied to. I am tired of the truth. I don't want to hear that it took you two to three years to get over a breakup. I'm, i no, lie to me. It took you two weeks. And I understand the like side of, I, I'm not discrediting anybody or being like, you know, Fuck you for taking so long to get over it. I just don't want to hear it right now. This is not what I want to hear. I don't want to hear that it took you all these years to get over this guy. I want you to tell me I'm going to get over him and it's going to be okay. We're going to move on. We're going to be fine. Lie to me. Lie to me. I don't want your truth bomb. I don't want it. Please, for the love of fucking God. Like, (laughs) it just, it doesn't help me at all. As an impatient little bitch that I am. As somebody who lacks what the kids call chill, I don't want to fucking hear two to three years. And someone's like, I don't even know. Like, when I first broke up with Jimmy, I remember someone being like, you know, what? I don't even know if I'm even over my ex. It has been years. And I was like, please don't tell me that. And now that I'm going through a breakup again, I'm hearing it all over again. And listen, I get what, why they're telling me. They're telling me because they want you to feel like it's OK if it takes you a long time. That is the truth. Can you tell me that maybe if I'm still a year in, but it's only been a couple of months, maybe, and I need to hear that this shit is going to end. I need to hear that this shit is going to end. This is how I was with Jimmy. I was like, nope, because some people were like, I know you don't want to hear it's going to get better. I was like, tell me every day. Tell me every day it's going to get better because that's what I need to hear. That's what I'm telling myself that's what i'm telling myself i keep saying i got through it one time you're gonna get through it again i'm just like well maybe the relationship didn't last as long so maybe it'll be easier for you to get over which is not the fucking truth and that's super annoying too but like listen i'm not sitting here acting like i'm a little bitch who's like pining but that being said the tears still do come every once in a while and i'm ready to not and and ugh I'm at this, like, great place where I can talk about, like, Jimmy. He's come up a lot. But it's like, I can talk about it in this way where it's like, you know, that was like a funny relationship. Or like, you know, if I saw him on the streets, my heart probably would fall into my asshole. I'd be like, sup. You know what I mean? I think I would die if I saw Scotland in public. I died seeing the outside of the street that turns onto his complex. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. So, no, I can't hear that it could be two to three years of this shit. Lie to me. I'm not big on lying, mostly because I'm not very good at it. I like dig myself deeper into the hole and I'm like, shit, you know. But uh, yeah, just if you can't lie to me, just omit that part because I'm not going to ask anymore because, you know, I'll be like, okay, tell me this doesn't take that long. And then it opens the door like, ah, you know, time heals all. wounds. not two years time. Don't tell me fucking two years time. I'm talking two months time. Lie to me. I d- I'm sorry, what? I can't. Just lie. So anyways, um, <laughs> I, I'm doing fine, you guys. It's all good. I really feel this is where I'm at right now. I'm actually interested if there's anybody out, he- out here that's listening to the podcast or like know somebody who is actually like gotten a full blown boyfriend from a dating app and then they broke up. I would love to talk to you because I have the weirdest feeling. Right now, I feel like if I met somebody organically, what the, the kids call it on the street, like if I was, you know, at solo brunch and some dude just came and sat next to me, which is like the romance novel of my dreams, and was like, hey, what's up? How are you? And we got to chatting. Great. Or if it was like a friend of a friend. Like, I think I'm ready for that, but the apps I'm not quite ready for. And I think a part of it is that I met Scotland on Bumble so being back on Bumble just kind of feels weird you know what I mean like it just feels like I don't know it feels awkward it's hard not to be like reminded of it but I don't know I'm just wondering if anybody else has had this like very particular experience and I know at some point I'm gonna like get through it and feel good but that being said right now I'm going the organic train so if you want to randomly bump into me out of street I go for hot girl walks daily usually around noon um I was about to say where I go but then I was like what if some what if some stalker murderers listening to this so I will not tell you but I do go on hot girl walks, so just like walk all around Campbell and maybe you'll see me you know what I mean <laughs> but anyways or if you have friends listen I'm not closed doored right now I just don't think I can do the apps like it just feels so strange. And maybe I'm thinking too much of it, which very fits into my whole fucking genre. So that could definitely be it. But either way, either way, it just feels weird. I'm sure I'll power through it at some point because, you know, we got to do bumbling with bed. Um, but, you know, Aaron sent me this funny thing. It was like it was this meme and it was like hot girl summer, like call you back to the apps, So like my emotional ass. No, I'm not ready for it, basically. And I was like, yes, that's me. <laughs> That's that's all me. So anyways, anywho, listen, we love a good ratchet dating breakup situation. We all know it's going to get better. We all know we're going to be just fine. We all know that you're going to handle it in the timeline that you're supposed to handle it. So there's no point in stressing about other people's timelines. I'm talking to you and to me. Let's let it happen. And, you know, it's important to just try to live life and and learn every lesson and take every opportunity and just make yourself happy and because you deserve it like at the end of the day go for a solo brunch I'm telling you right now it's life-changing it doesn't have to be brunch I'm a brunch bitch myself and normally the times that I'm home alone is like a Saturday a Sunday morning um I might try a dinner once this week I don't know but yeah anyways I I love you all Thank you so much. We're at, we're officially over the 100 bridge and I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what's next for this podcast and for all of us. I love you so fucking much. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye.